everyone. Uh, my name's Josh Lewis. I'm one of the ministry team here, and it's very good to be back with you this morning. Um, some of you will know that last week I was supposed to be here, and I was uh, quite unwell on Sunday morning. So thank you for your prayers. Um, I'm, I wouldn't say 100%, but I'm, I'm back to good health, and it's really good to be with you. I want to start this morning with a, um, I don't know, probably an unexpected question for you and ask you, where does milk come from? I don't know if uh, you've considered that question before. You probably have. If you ask a child that question, they may well say something like the fridge or uh, perhaps a more enterprising child might say the supermarket. But then, of course, you can track it back further and you say, oh, it's the farm or you say, no, it's the, you know, Bessie the cow. Uh, but of course, then you might think, well, you know, Bessie couldn't have made the milk if she didn't have the grass to eat or the two parent cows who gave birth to Bessie. And you keep tracking back and you think, well, where did milk come from? And when you get back right to the source, uh, you find that, well, it's, I guess, our, our natural world and, and whoever made it. That's where kind of it came from. You could ask the same question about anything um, that you need, anything that we eat and drink or any place that we live. This line of the Lord's Prayer we're looking at today, give us today our daily bread, acknowledges God as the provider, uh, the one behind it all. And we're going to see uh, today that he provides our everyday needs and he provides our deepest needs, even when we can't quite understand how. And so first this morning... Um, God provides our everyday needs. And I wanted to uh, look at that uh, passage from Exodus that Peter read. God wanted to teach his people that God provides for his everyday needs. And so the people had been rescued from slavery in Egypt. Um, and they were then traveling around in the wilderness. And God wanted to teach them that, well, it's actually not Pharaoh or Egypt or the land or anything else that provides what you need, but it's, it's me. And so he fed them with bread from heaven. Uh, they looked at this substance that appeared and they said, what is it? And so they called it manna, which is what is it in their language? Each evening it would appear like dew on the ground and then they would gather all that they needed. Uh, did you hear this line? The Israelites did as they were told. Some gathered much, some little. The one who gathered much did not have too much. And the one who gathered little did not have too little. Everyone had gathered just as much as they needed. See, God gave them what they needed uh, for that day, uh, for every day. And as we continue reading, if we kept going, uh, we would find that uh, God did that every day for around 40 years while they were uh, wandering in the desert until their journey came to an end. But here's the thing, even though God had rescued them from Egypt, even though there was this miracle white substance on the ground, even though God had said, I'm going to provide for you every day, some of those Israelites didn't trust that he would actually do that. In verse 20, it says, however, some of them kept a part of it until morning, but it was full of maggots and began to smell. They thought, oh, I'll just keep this little bit aside just in case, tomorrow, there is no more manna on the ground. But God wanted his people to realize uh, the truth that he provides and to trust him. And that's true for us as well today. It's really hard 
perhaps to recognise this, uh, where we live, because we generally have no worries about where our basics uh, will come from. Uh, perhaps we've questioned that a little more in the past couple of years, um, as uh, supply chain issues and panic buying have led to some products not being available like we thought. I remember the great toilet paper shortage of a couple of years ago, something we took for granted, we couldn't take for granted anymore. But the fact is, uh, unless there's someone here who works for Kimberly Clark, I'm not sure if anyone does, but we have no control over where our toilet paper comes from, we have no control over whether milk will end up on the shelves, and if you track the supply chain all the way back, we're dependent on God for all our daily needs. And there are many people in our world who don't have uh, the food security or housing that we have that understand this extremely personally. So do you believe that you are dependent on God for your daily needs? What do you think you would have been like if you were one of those Israelites in the desert and had to trust God to provide each day? Do you think you would have kind of gathered just a little bit extra just to, just to make sure? I think I probably would have. See, the subtle difference between those Israelites who gathered a little bit more and the other Israelites is that those who gathered a little bit more had stopped depending on God himself, but they'd started depending on something, a thing. They trusted the manner that they'd collected extra for their daily needs. That's what we do too, I think, whether it be our bank balance that we're trusting, whether it be our own kind of capacity or ability to look after ourselves and get what we need, whether it be the generosity of those around us or what we've stored up already, we grasp onto those things and trust them rather than the one who, who is behind those things. But God is the one who keeps everything going. Whoever you are, here's the truth. This is uh, something Jesus says in Matthew 5, the chapter before he teaches about the Lord's Prayer. God makes the sun rise on both good and bad people. He sends rain for the ones who do right and for the ones who do wrong. Did you hear that? The sun rises on the, the evil and the good people. We, we know that. People get rain from God, whoever they are. So, so why not just take it for granted? Why bother acknowledging that God's actually behind it? I'm not sure if you heard perhaps verse 8 in uh, Matthew chapter 6, as Jesus was introducing the Lord's Prayer. He said, when you pray, you don't need to use a lot of words because your Father already knows what you need before you ask Him. So why, why do you think Jesus says that we should ask God to give us today our daily bread? Why don't you give it to us anyway? Well, Jesus is teaching us to speak to our Father in heaven, to trust him. See, sometimes we think of prayer kind of like a parachute, not a, a skydiving parachute, one you're expecting to open when you jump out of the plane. No, I mean one of those emergency parachutes, the one that uh, a pilot might have just in case he has to eject and then float to the ground. Uh, we, we sometimes use prayer a bit like that. We pray in case of emergency, when something has gone wrong, when all of a sudden we think, oh, actually there's something I need or think I need that isn't here anymore. 
And while it's not a bad thing to pray in an emergency, the way Jesus teaches us to pray is for the everyday. The point of, of this prayer isn't to, to, to make God magically do something that he wouldn't otherwise do. It's a prayer which verbalizes our trust. It's saying to God, God, I believe that without you, I wouldn't have food to eat, milk, air to breathe today. So in your kindness, I pray that you'd give me all I need today. God knows what we need. He's interested in whether we trust him. And this is a way to show it. And so Jesus is teaching us to pray this daily. I was really struck by this as I read uh, this passage uh, that he says, give us today our daily bread. You can't pray for today's bread yesterday because then it's tomorrow's bread. You've got to pray for today's bread today. Just like those Israelites had to wake up each morning and trust that there would be manna on the ground, just enough for that day, so God wants us to trust him for what we need day by day. Do you have a time set aside to pray each day? Do you think in that time, perhaps, of the needs of the day? Do you ask the provider for them? See, God provides our everyday needs, and he wants us to trust him for them. But the truth is there, there's, there's more to what we need than just food and shelter. There's more to what we hunger for than just uh, bread to eat. God doesn't just provide our everyday needs, but our deepest needs as well. See, those Israelites in the desert, uh, they, uh, for a full life, they needed more than just full stomachs day by day. If you remember the story, they were not just wandering in the desert aimlessly. The point was to make their way to uh, the good land that God had promised for them. Uh, we heard that they'd made it there in that last verse that Peter read. It was to be a land that was full of lots of food and drink, not just bread, not just um, amazing manna. Uh, it was a land uh, to be. It was to be a land where everyone had a place, where families thrived, where people had purpose, where people would live with God. And don't we hunger for that kind of promised land too? We don't just want enough to eat. We want to have purpose in what we do. We want to see and experience beautiful things. We want to feel loved. We want to make people proud. We want to be connected with others and so many other things. See, that's really living. What is it you really hunger for when all your physical needs are satisfied? What is it that you desire? Sure, those desires can be twisted by our own selfishness, but this hunger isn't a, isn't a bad thing. Let me read to you a, a a way that C.S. Lewis puts this in his book, Mere Christianity. He says, Creatures are not born with desires unless satisfaction for those desires exists. A baby feels hunger. Well, there is such a thing as food. A duckling wants to swim. Well, there is such a thing as water. If I find in myself a desire which no experience in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that I was made for another world. As he's saying, the hunger that we have, it's not, it's not a bad thing. 
It, it points to something uh, that is created within us. The way God has made us. The way we are supposed to be satisfied. God is the provider of, it, of our everyday needs, but he's also the provider of our deepest needs. See, those Israelites who God fed day by day by that miraculous manner, they were filled up physically with daily bread, but they were still hungry. And God promised those people this place of abundance, this promised land. It was the place where uh, everything would be uh, in abundance. All they needed to live would be there, including the best thing, the thing that would satisfy uh, most, uh, that God himself would be with them. But those Israelites, they didn't enter that promised land. That whole generation of Israelites died out. They wandered in the wilderness for 40 years and then they died because they missed the most important thing. In uh, Deuteronomy, Moses, the leader at the time, explains what was really happening in the desert with the manna. Uh, listen carefully as, as I read it. Moses says, don't forget how the Lord your God has led you through the desert for the past 40 years. He made you go hungry, then he gave you manna. The Lord was teaching you that people need more than food to live. They need every word that the Lord has spoken. See, those people, they were physically full. But there's something more than just filling your belly. To really live, you need every word that the Lord has spoken. You need a living relationship with God, with the God who's behind all of the everyday needs. What you need more than bread itself is the one who made it. Well, jump forward with me to the time of Jesus. Uh, you might remember that one of the things Jesus did when he was uh, doing his ministry was uh, there was a whole bunch of people who were hungry out in the wilderness, in the middle of nowhere. And he multiplied uh, the small number of loaves uh, that uh, they had uh, into uh, many, many, many loaves to feed 5,000 people, miraculous bread. Now, by doing this, Jesus was trying to get people to think back to that time in the desert with the manna that God provided. Listen to, to what Jesus says in John chapter 6. He says, I am the bread that gives life. Your ancestors ate manna in the desert and later they died. But the bread from heaven has come down so that no one who eats it will ever die. I am that bread from heaven. Everyone who eats it will live. You see what he's pointing out? Those who ate the manna ended up dying anyway. It wasn't of hunger, uh, but it was old age or what, whatever else. They didn't make it to the promised land. They died hungry. Each of us who just eats and drinks and lives our lives will die at some point anyway. We'll still be hungry, hungry for all the good things of life. Things like recognition, purpose, love, hungry for all the good things of the promised land and hungry for more life. That's true for us, isn't it? We have everything we need materially, but people are still hungry deep down. And so people strive for more and more 
things that uh, might be enjoyable but don't actually satisfy. I'm sure there's uh, people here today striving all their lives to find out what's going to satisfy. Nothing's ever met that need that's deep inside of you. Well, this is what Jesus says. He says, if you feed on me, you won't go hungry and you'll live forever. How do you feed on him? You trust him. You listen to his words. Maybe this is only kind of clicking with you today for the first time. Maybe you've been sitting here for years. You've never quite grasped this. It may actually sound too good to be true, but it's at least uh, worth uh, thinking more about, finding out more about. Uh, So do um, have a chat to Andrew afterwards. Or if you know this truth already, it is easy to look on other things to satisfy. You might know Jesus is the one who satisfies, but it's still easy to depend on other things. Only the provider can truly satisfy. So do you believe that it is God who provides your deepest needs? If you do, then pray this prayer daily. Give us today our daily bread. Ask him each day to provide your deepest needs, the things you hunger for, and for that life that never ends. In the very act of asking, you're building the relationship with God that satisfies So God is the provider of all we need, all we need every day and all we need deeper down. We've seen today that he always gives us what we need and that he loves to do that. But I want to finish just by thinking for a moment, what happens when it seems that God doesn't hear? When we pour out our hearts to him uh, about what we need and things don't seem to change, when things go really wrong in our lives... The temptation at that point might be to say, well, maybe God doesn't care, or maybe he can't do anything about this. But to say either of those things would be a mistake. This is when we need to remember who it is that we're praying to. We need to think back to the first line in the Lord's Prayer, our Father in heaven. God is powerful, he's in heaven, and he's our Father. He's a Father, and he knows that what we ask for, what we think we need, is not always the best thing for us. Here's one way of thinking that might help us, thinking about the relationship between a parent and a child. A parent distinguishes between the need itself and the child's interpretation of need. Did you get that? A parent distinguishes between the need itself and the child's interpretation of the need. So um, think about a a child. Um, I have a just one-year-old called Max. And when Max is is bored, what he thinks he needs is to head over to the dishwasher and play with the sharp knives and pull the glasses tray onto his head. That's what he thinks he needs. I'm sure that's what he's asking for as he makes a beeline to the dishwasher and he sort of says, Blah, blah, blah. Like he doesn't talk, but that's what he's asking for. Give me the dishwasher. As a parent, I understand Max's need. I know that he's bored and know that he cries as I, I pull him away from the dishwasher. It's not the dishwasher he really wants. I say, okay, Max, let's go read a book. Oh, do you want to? He likes to read his favorite book, 
which is called My Dad's the Coolest. So we often read that one. And we read the book and he's satisfied. You know, he got what he needed, but he didn't, he didn't know. Parents distinguish between the need itself and the interpretation of the need. God is our good father. He provides. He always gives us what we need. And if that still seems hard to believe, which, which it is, let's finish by looking at Jesus. Hear this uh, sentence from Hebrews chapter 5. During the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with, with fervent cries and tears to the one who could save him from death. Fervent cries and tears. We know at least once when that happened in the Garden of Gethsemane, as Jesus prayed to God that there might be some other way than for him to die on the cross. But listen to the end of that sentence in that verse in Hebrews. Jesus offered up prayers and he was heard because of his reverent submission. What do you mean he was heard? We all know what happened. The one who had the power to save him from death sent him to death. Jesus died on the cross. So how was he heard by his father in heaven? Was he heard and ignored? God always hears us just as he heard Jesus in that moment. And like a loving parent, he takes our requests and he, he turns them to good. He'll hold our deepest desires in his hand and that request, that might die in the form that we ask it of him, but he'll make it alive in a better way. Max wanted to play with the dishwasher. His request was heard. And in a sense, that request died. I didn't say yes to the dishwasher. But that request was transformed, made alive in a different way, in, in reading together. It was a better way. See, the father heard Jesus' prayer. He didn't just ignore it. He worked through the way Jesus obeyed him, even though it was not what he had asked God for. Though he let Jesus die, well, in fact, because he lets Jesus die, Jesus was made alive again, even more glorious than before. See, God is a good father. He always provides what we need. He provides for our everyday needs. He provides for our deepest needs. He provides as our father, even when we don't quite understand. And so if we believe that, we won't treat prayer as a parachute, something we just use in an emergency. He longs for us to ask him for what we need, to speak to him as our father, to ask him daily. Give us today our daily bread. Let's pray. God, thank you so much that you are a good father. Thank you so much that you do give us everything we need. Please help us see our needs as you do. Please grow us in humble, day-by-day day, dependence on you. Give us today our daily bread. Amen.